Okay, so who is it I'm going to be interviewing today? It is the fantastic Wendy McDougall from Five Fish Software. So um, we do quite a bit of work within the recruitment world and Wendy owns a company, Firefish Software, and they are essentially like a, almost like a CRM for the recruitment sector. So, you know, the software is really, really smart, really, really clever stuff. But one of the things that I've known Wendy since I started um, sort of, you know, in a marketing role, basically, when I started working for Green Umbrella, um, you know, her business is a similar age. She's in year 10 of business as well. But one of the great things about Wendy as someone that owns a software company um, is that she's really, really gets marketing. Um, they've always had a really, really strong inbound marketing strategy. The, the stuff that, that we promote, the stuff that I've come to know and absolutely love and adore is stuff that Wendy's been doing for years and years and years. And with massive success, her business has seen some real, real growth in the time I've known her. So I really wanted to dig into that. Um, but also, Wendy's one of those people that is, her team are always so engaged in the brand, whether they've been there for days, weeks, months, or years. So I also wanted to chat about that. And um, and I'll be honest, she's someone I reach out to from a mindset perspective. So um, I'm going to pick her brains a little bit on the mindset elements of being a business owner. So I'm hoping it's going to be a really good conversation. Um, and yeah, let's let's crack on and and see where that conversation goes. Hello. Hello. Lovely to see you. You too. How are you doing? I'm all right. I, I don't know what month it is, but I'm okay. <laughs> I, do you know, I don't think we're supposed to at this point. I think it's all just merging and merging and merging, isn't it? It is. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. So welcome to the Christina Talks podcast. <laughs> very, very excited about it. It's my new passion project. I saw you were excited. I'm excited for you. It's great. I do love new channels. Yeah. Do you know, I decided, so I decided I needed a hobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is quite an intensive hobby. <laughs> I know. I think um, you've known me long enough to know I can be quite an intensive person. So I'm hoping it'll all work out. I'm sure it will, but, it, but everything that has passion will work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, to explain then, the yes. reason that I sort of asked you to be one of my one of my launch guests as well <laughs> is I first met you coming up to eight years ago when I first joined Green Umbrella. And at that eight years. Point, obviously Firefish and Green Umbrella kind of came into being at similar times. But then over over the last eight years, it's like you know, Green Umbrella's grown. But in comparison, it's like little weeny weeny steps in comparison with Firefish. So yes. it's um, yeah, you, you're a Trojan, lady. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I would describe myself, but relentless has been used. <laughs> so um, I always do a little bit of a kind of a pre-introduction, but yeah, tell us about Firefish because not not everyone's going to be in the recruitment world that listens to this. Oh yeah, no, delighted to. Um, so Firefish is uh, ten years old, and um, our software product is uh, it, it comes at the CRM market from a difference. It, we like to sort of position ourselves not just as a CRM. We like to uh, position ourselves as a recruitment marketing and recruitment system for. Um, for recruiters because it's all encompassing from the web side of things and learning from the behavior on the web right through to making and placements and um, you know making money so that's where the product sits above that though we made it very um, I made a very conscious decision at the very beginning that I wanted to I was coming at it differently so I wanted to make um, education as a big part of our our business so, you know, we have uh, 10,000 subscribers, recruiters all in our blog. We do a crowdcast every fortnight. Um, you know, we do two pieces of content, a white book or a white, uh, an ebook sort of every month. You know, we are a bit of a marketing machine in ourselves because we live and breathe our inbound um, model. And, you know, that has really helped us with so many things in terms of our growth. So, you know, that's what we've also done in terms of company itself. We're all ex-recruiters. I'm an ex-recruiter as well. I've been there, done it. Um, and, um, you know, we're now just 45 in the company. Um, I'd like to say we were all in Glasgow, but that's not quite the case now. We're all over the place. 
um, working in bedrooms and garages and everything else. So Scotland's a little bit behind, but the headquarters is in Glasgow and we have then obviously uh, people remotely down in London that we just took on last year too. So um, we've been growing 30% year on year and yeah, we're delighted to be, um, we've, we've been recognised in the, the, the um, top um, you know 100 fastest software companies um, in the the north the north basically from Manchester up I think it does um, in the last three years for for achieving that growth so it's been a nice story um, and um, you know I love this business as well absolutely and you're you're so sort of prominent within the recruitment world everyone knows Firefish and it's that it's that brand recognition that I think so many businesses really sort of struggle to to achieve but in order to achieve that you have to live the brand and I do and I've got to got to make sure that actually all the branding is possibly still in there and I've got fish in the background as well so there's a few bits of branding (laughs) but yeah so I mean you 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 said there's just 45 of you Mm. um you know that's like a you know there's five of us here at Green Umbrella and then our team of freelancers so like to be in a world where I've got 45 of us that's like you know I've got a bit of a trek to get there, um, which is great because I've got people like you in my corner that are going to, you know, kick my backside and get me there. (laughs) But when it comes to really living the brand and getting everyone engaged in that, um, it's like from the minute people walk through your door, they are like cut them through. There's a there's a little white fish in the you know they haven't got spines. They've got white fish instead. So how like how do you achieve that? What what have been your tactics and yeah, I mean, I mean, actually, ironically, recruitment is where it starts. So you know that's where you've got to be pretty good at recruiting your own type of people coming in. And and you know I did say to I have said to some people um, from a cultural point of view, you know, if you don't want an all encompassing company then Firefish you would hate. Um, but if you want to kind of join a little bit, you know, some people joke and say it's a little bit like a cult. Um, but if you're cool with that and you like that and you thrive in it and it becomes a family and you really enjoy what you're doing, then people love that. So it's about being confident about where you position yourself as a as an employer um, and then everything stems from it. So, you know, our values, um, our brand, the type of employer, the context, what we're trying to achieve, you know, I, I work very hard to make sure all of that is aligned. Um, simplicity, I can't stress that um, as, you know, as, as much as you can. Simple, simplify everything you're doing in your brand and your company. You know, from the values that I used to have of like seven or eight values, everyone forgets them. You simplify it right down to what matters. You know, and ours are, you know, strive to do your best, be your customer and love the fish. And, and those three things are the only thing that we we ask for. And then we recruit against them. We develop people against them, you know, and, and we do generally, we're passionate about, you know, living those brands. And, and, and nobody will join Farfish if they didn't want to change or believe that the recruitment industry can be changed for the better. And we're using technology and all our content to help recruiters be better at what they're doing. And, and that's not meant to be, we've got all the answers, but certainly... I've got a tribe out here that can work on trying to have the time where recruiters don't to go and do the research and the best tools to go and do the research and the right models, put it into play, and then hopefully enable that around technology to help them. And that's where I see our role in an industry I love. Yeah. So picking up on the inbound marketing stuff, your approach to that is very much like a I see it and maybe I've got sort of different insight, but I think you approach it very much like a publishing house. Definitely. In terms of your process. So yeah, tell us a bit, tell us a bit about that. Cause I, I think that's where, that's where a lot of people go wrong. Cause they just think, yeah, I, I need to, I need to produce a blog this week mm. or I need to, you know, okay, someone's told me, yeah, Christina's told me I need to do something that's like a, a lead gen piece, an ebook. And they don't, they don't really take that publishing house approach. So yeah. Well, I think it was quite easy for me when I'm sitting up in Glasgow and I look at all my competitors and they're all down in London and they're all spending an absolute fortune like going to like an expo because 10 years ago, that was the only way you sold software. So when I'm sort of looking at, you know, you can start with Farfish at £65, £70, you know, a a licence. Well, I'm going to have to sell an awful lot of licences to go and pay 15k to go to London with three people, put them up buy them some drinks, buy them some food and get them to sell software um, on top of 
the, the, what it you know what it costs to go to an expo. So at that point, I thought very quickly, okay, that's not going to work. I'm going to have to do it differently. So it was easier for me to decide. And I think actually a lot of your your um, listeners will probably relate to this time now as almost when they were starting up again. Because essentially, what have you got to lose? And that's that mentality when you're starting as an entrepreneur. You go, what have I got to lose? Let's see if it works. And if it works, do more of it. If it doesn't, ditch it and go on. And that is the prime time right now that people can really assess, let's do it differently. So I think that was the main key for me. Um, And then I don't know if I should admit this online because it will be recorded and people can haunt me with this, but devil wears Prada. (laughs) (laughs) Um, not that I was the devil I like to think I'm not but I really loved seeing that film and seeing how everybody came in with their their articles and what they wanted to go and do for a column what they were passionate about I thought that's perfect so every month we do that we have a content meeting um you know we've got Matt on the Crowdcast looking for great speakers that he wants to bring in that's going to educate in the future of recruitment We've got Alan looking at all of our sales and what would be the right thing right now to go with them, you know, outreach from David or business development from Alan or recruitment from Joanne. You know, they're all passionate. And then we've got our marketeers that are then looking at it from a content point of view, doing their blogs. And it's just part of their job. So I I never gave them their option. It's if you want to come to us as a company, part of your job is to express your voice. And we give you the confidence and the tools to do that. If you don't want to express your voice, then you can go and sit somewhere else and make like 100 cold calls and like fight with that. But what I'm going to do or what I feel that Farfish's brand now is able to do, anybody that comes to work with, we're going to make them a superstar, you know, and if we make them a superstar, then my brand then is is going to um, take advantage of that as well. And they're going to, it's going to allow them to make more business, you know, get credibility in the marketplace and be respected and give them so much more of a, a journey of their career as well. So I kind of see it as a win-win. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's a couple of things in that. So I was talking to someone a few weeks ago outside of the recruitment sector that um, they, I was telling them about Green Umbrella and how we work and that kind of stuff. And we were talking about USPs and they said to me, okay, Christina, it's really obvious your USP is you. And I immediately went, oh, crap. <laughs> like, that's really dangerous. That's really, really dangerous. It's not a good place. Like, f- from my perspective, and it's probably because of the stuff that I preach and, um, you know, it's not a good place to be when everything's reliant on the brand of one person. Where I am in the business, I get that. So I need to go through that, you know. Exactly. And, I, you know, everybody starts that way where I had that as well. You know, oh, it's, it, it would be nothing without you, Wendy. But actually... You know, as you scale, you see that everybody is doing a far better job than I'm doing, you know, and and it, it takes over from that. But, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Your culture is driven by your leader. Right. Mm-hmm. So an element of that, don't be afraid of that, but just let other people take it on beyond you. Yeah, I think there's there's a um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about mindset anyway, but there is a certain amount of that because it is relinquishing control and being in a situation where um, I was doing a Facebook ad session with someone earlier today and um, basically something popped up that I've never seen before. So it's now on my list. I need to catch up with Jane because right now (laughs) she's doing far more on Facebook ads than I am on a day-to-day basis. And I think there is that shift in mindset as well of actually, I don't have to know everything. Absolutely. And that in itself is a bit of a bit of a learning curve. But that's a great thing. That means that your company is starting to run without you and beyond you, which is, which is awesome. And, And then your job really becomes, you know, the, um, the conductor of the orchestra and making sure that people are singing in the right direction and hopefully not off cue. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The thing is with being that person in the front is that it's really, it's actually really, really lonely. Mm. And I imagine even with 45 plus people in your team, actually it becomes really, really lonely. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit through the lockdown, you know, I'd had a, you know, I'd, I'd had a really tough few weeks and I sent a message out to a couple of people of which you were one and basically said, I'm not okay. And being the person that I am, that was act, that was actually quite hard. To, I was a bit flippant about it at the time, but it was, it was quite it was a tough. Great thing you did. Yeah, but I just think I'm really, really lucky. I'm really, 
and maybe lucky's not the right word i've come into this i've kind of cheated i didn't have that passion moment and that big idea and went and produced a business and you know it's i started working somewhere loved it loved it loved it and now i've taken on the reins so i've kind of gone into this with a cir- you know circles of people around me where i am able to do that and i think for a lot of business owners whether you call yourself a business owner an entrepreneur or whatever label you put on it not everyone gets that mm-hmm. totally and every time i fall into the trap of having a bit of a laugh with the guys or the girls and having a few drinks with my employees in terms of like socially, you know, you, you can't, it's horrible because you're the one that they have to look to and you're the one that has to be looking as though you're in control. You got this, you, you know, you, you can, you can get through everything and if, and you can't let those barriers down, unfortunately. And every time I start to let a little of those barriers down, I go, nope, you can't. Um, so you're right. It is very lonely. Um, but there's great networks out there. I've got a fantastic coach as well. You know, you've got a great network of people that you can reach out to. And I think that's um, I think that's really important for all business owners to have that because you're going to need it. But I think it's the choice. Listen, it's the choice we make. If you want to you want to run your, your own gig, you know, then unfortunately, um that that that's the choice you've made. And and I, I suppose I I'm a little black and white about that. I don't bring too many emotions to the to the job that I do, but that's probably just because, gosh, I mean, I can't believe this is my second. Well, this is I've been brought up as a, in an entrepreneurial business with my father, family business that ran. So all he did was go into it. So I've been brought up that way. Um, you know, I then this is now the you know the third business. I, I suppose I've been running. I've been running businesses now for probably around 16, 18 years. So I actually can remember being able to go and yeah go into work and just be myself that my friends see but that's a choice we make Mm. and I don't think you can fight it you just have to decide it and you know you have to just feel comfortable with who you are as a leader and then feel comfortable with um you know the friends that you can trust when you need to go and let off steam or um you know be yourself out with yeah so in all that time and sort of running multiple businesses, you've probably had some um, crackers in terms of advice. Mm-hmm. So people will always tell you, you know, what's the best bit of advice you've ever been asked? But I want to know, what's the worst bit of, of advice <laughs> you've thinking, ever been oh, there, I, was, I was like, Ray, what was the best? Okay, I'm looking, thinking about that. What's the worst piece? Probably well, we should oh, have asked that question before. I didn't expect it to come up. The worst piece of advice, I suppose that's like me. It's like if it was if it was shit piece of advice, then I wouldn't even think about it. So it's gone straight in and out. <laughs> um, I tend to, I, I, I tend to, yeah, I, te- I, I don't sort of tend to linger on 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 stuff that I don't think is is valuable. So really hard for me to. I'm sure there'll be something that pops up, but um, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I can I can remember things that have changed the ways that I I do stuff, but I can't think of anything that was you know, a really piece of, I mean, I've made loads of mistakes, but a really good, a really bad piece of advice that I've taken and thought, no, that was rubbish. Um, Because, do you know, it might have just been an idea that I didn't, you know, that I didn't see how it could be implemented or something like that. So yeah, not, not, not sure I've got a great answer for that one for you. (laughs) It's, it's really funny. So I warn people about that question, if you're going to ask them that, because that's a hard one. (laughs) I like to be a bit different. It's good. I tell you why, why it's bounced into my head. So again, what you know, where I am, I'm but what my fifteen months into being a business owner, um, you know that my family are quite entrepreneurial, but they're very much in the fields and you know farming and very rural and that kind of stuff. So you know anything online, anything you. So my my dad would say that, you know, if he, if he can't piss on it or kick it, he's not interested from a business perspective. You know, it's all very black and white in, in that sense. So part of my growth, part of my journey, if you like, along the way, as much as I hate to use that word, um, you know, I've spoken to a few people and you get all this advice and everyone's desperate to help you when you're new to it as well. And people tell you things and you, you end up with conflicting stuff. You end up with too many voices coming at you. And sometimes you think, okay, I get what you're saying, but I don't think you quite get it. And it is really interesting when you get all these sort of different viewpoints coming at you. It's, um, 
what, what I would probably say there, and that's where I probably can't um, pinpoint a really bad piece of, piece of advice there that I've taken. I actually have thought one that's totally unrelated to work, but um, I think that's the thing in that, you know, you, you become quite a filter. You, you know, you have to make, let's not underestimate another business owner out there. You know, you're, you're making at least, you know, 10 to 20 decisions a day, right? So, you know, you have to, my, my mind sometimes when it's in overdrive, you know, it's, it's, um, it's going, you know, it's going like the clappers. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, from that perspective, you can't, I, I have a sort of picture of my, my, my brain and, um, you know, there's not much intelligence there, but there's a lot of way of being able to process stuff really quickly. And I have lots of little filing cabinets and I only stock the filing cabinets up with things of interest and that I'm going to be able to implement that I think about. See all the other stuff? It's straight in the bin. So if it, it feels to me that what, what you're sort of doing there is you're just, you're just at the stage of like, I'm not meaning this patronizing at all. You're getting to that filter stage. You're developing that filter of don't, don't even think about stuff if it doesn't connect. Just slightly, yeah, that's great and off. Um, I will share my bad, bad piece of advice. Um, it was from my mum and it was uh, 20 years ago. Um, and she said, no, it's actually, yeah, it was 20 years ago. And she turned around and said, you don't want to be marrying that man because he's not going to be able to provide for you when you, you when you have a family and you're not working. <laughs> Thank God I didn't listen to that because I said, well, mother, you've, you've brought me up to run my own, you've said your father's just brought me up to run your own business. So there's no, there's no chance I'm not working throughout this. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm glad I didn't listen to that and I'm married and I'm still happily married. So. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Um, okay. So let's talk about, you know, like, not innovation, but sort of being innovative and having that kind of that mindset and a sort of an early adopter approach, because I think there's tons of, there's tons of examples I can pull. So whether it's um, the crowdcast shows that you guys do or the, the campaign that you're running now with the get back in the fight that you're running for um, recruiters that have been made redundant, that we're really pleased to be supporting you with, but like, where does yeah what where are these ideas coming from what you because you're quite fearless really with putting this stuff out there yeah and that's where I take the analogy of a and e you know it's like um just try, trial something and you know if it if it works don't you know so it's almost like the teaching school as well so if they've got um or it's not a and e it's the 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 casualty or whatever it's the 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 um teaching the doctors on 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 the job so and and that's where I want to part the culture again it's like you know get get a situation in let's dissect it and um, see what we can do with it see if there's anything there trial it don't spend too much money on it then if it works let's let's run with it and if it doesn't ditch it um so you know it's 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 just if you're if you're going to fail let's fail the fastest you can um because there's no point in spending any money or resources in something that's not going to work so i, I suppose i just always like to do things differently you know if if people are going to be you know, if the whole marketplace is going and, um, you know, buying something, right, or saving money, then it's the time to buy. You know, it's just do the opposite of the crowd um, and, and, and always make sure that you have triggers that you can look at the output to be able to say, is this successful or not? Um, and, and, you know, give it a parameter that you're trialing it with, sort of like, you know, four to six weeks. I mean, we... You know, it's, it's lovely you've mentioned the crowdcast and everything else, but that was really painful behind the scenes with everybody that was involved. You know, I, I had to, um, you know, pull a few people through through some mud with that. Um, but the, the team are doing amazingly now. And, you know, to put on a fortnightly show where they get over 150 to 200 viewers live, and that's not even the replays, guaranteed every fortnight, is, 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 is fantastic. It's a great channel. Um, you know, and, and the blog as well, if you think about it, we've been doing that blog now for 10 years. So we were probably one of the first at doing the blogs and um, that industry, but now everybody's trialed it and now they're giving up on it, but we've been like, no, let's stay at it. Let's keep going. So now we're a retro blog and we get great results from it. Um, so I think again, it's about doing, doing, just being committed to things and trial and error and I'm just not not being afraid because if you if you're afraid to go and trial someone, go and work for somebody else in a bigger company. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that you have started in lockdown is the um, Matt Jelly bless him with his cocktails. Yes. Now I can't take any credit for his cocktail mixing that was done before he came to us, and also 
um, you know, he just decided to keep doing that or do that on a, on a, every Friday. Uh, well, I think yes, every Friday through that. And and I have to say, um, I'll be quite honest. The first time he did it, I was cursing him behind the scenes. I'm like, I'm working fourteen hours a day, <laughs> and he's sitting there making a freaking cocktail. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm behind the scenes. I'm like, <laughs> but how good has it been? And, you know, fair dues. And that's him taking that attitude of saying, let's trial it. This is what I know what to do. Let's see if I can break it up and give a bit of late relief. And well done to him because, you know, that that's built his personal brand. You know, he's, I mean, I think he's been in Surrey Times now or something like that. Surrey Magazine doing a cocktail now and picked up. And it's great. And, you know, that also allows to see the personality. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a great example. You know, in his previous company, um, one of my competitors, there was, he was hidden. You know, you, you wouldn't see anything like that from him because that company probably didn't encourage him to do that. And um, that's where it's really important to get your recruitment right because I very much said to him at the start, if you don't want to be pushed into these scenarios, don't come here because I'm going to encourage you to be the person that I think you can be, Mr. Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, because again, not everyone will be aware of it. So Matt started like it's every Friday, sort of at the end of the day, isn't it? He yeah. kind of gets the fish. Gets the fish bar opens at half four, and he's online doing a, a mixing of a cocktail. They're all on our website under resources. The fish bar. Absolutely. The thing is, from a content perspective, it's I guess what in the last probably the last 12, 18 months, all the the social algorithms, so Facebook especially, they've kind of taken this turn into episodic content. So actually, if you've got people coming back to your platforms, you know, regularly on a weekly basis, the same day, the same time kind of thing, actually, it allows the rest of your content to have a bit of a push in the feed as well. So, you know, it is, you know, there's no sell within it. (laughs) I wondered whether or not he was, you know, on commission by some sort of uh, liqueurs. And I did tell him I wasn't paying the expenses for it. So there's definitely no, (laughs) there's no sell in that. But yeah, but it, you know, it just goes to show that the vehicles you can use to actually get that engagement and monetize it, you know, and and get everything else working off off the back of it. Um, Okay, so let's talk about um, getting back in the fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so no, exciting. So we knew, obviously, in in, um, March when everything went down, um, our industry is going to get really hit, you know, from a recruitment perspective. And we're we're both suppliers to an industry we love um, that was unfortunately going to going to bleed. Um, so, you know, our first step in that crisis management was to make sure we were able to support all of our users in some way as well and be different again to a lot of our bigger competitors. So bless all my employees um, stumped up, took a 15% pay cut. That meant that we could give a furlough holiday period to all of our clients, customers as well, that they could put an element of their users on pause. So that allowed us to just basically, and that was automatically cut their bills too. So from that, we knew then that likely the likely number of customers that were going to bring all of those back from furlough after the three months initially, now four months, you know, it, it, there was there was going to be a large amount that wouldn't make it back. Okay, so um, we had to think about, okay, we don't want anything that's going to cross over with these business owners that have been trying to bust a gut to try and get their furloughed workers back. But all those furloughed workers are going to find it very hard or the, you know, the ones that aren't invited back or are made redundant, they're going to find it very hard to go and you know, find a recruitment job. Um, anywhere for the next six to 12 months. But that's the beauty of recruitment in this industry because they have still got fantastic skills. They've still got networks. Um, and that meant that, you know, if they if they were able to just make two or three placements between now and Christmas, then they've probably covered the salary of what they were going to get anyway. Um, so we just wanted to give them all the tools with no barriers to do that and get them a way of being able to get back in the fight and you know allow them to actually use their skill set in a proactive way just even in this interim time it might be for that six to 12 months and then they might decide it's not for them but why not they've got nothing to lose uh, rather than just sitting at home letting their skill sets go go stale and, and getting overwhelmed by the sort of depression of gosh what am I going to do and trying to find a job do I have to move out of this career do I have to move out of this industry we just wanted to get them back in and being able to 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 make a stab at it 
um, which I'm really proud that, you know, our partners like yourself as well have been involved in, in doing that. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's been fantastic. I mean, ironically, in the last three months, we've done more deals than we have done this time last year. You know, we've doubled the amount of deals, which has been relentless. Don't get me wrong, they're all smaller deals, but that's what you would expect right now. But that tells me that I love this industry. They are willing to go and they're willing to keep going and they're willing to keep trying. And that's what we want to re-energize and get everybody recycled back into this industry and not lose, you know, over a third of the recruiters that are talented and out there. Absolutely. I think that's the thing as well. Although it's a, it's a big leap to, you know, for those recruiters, know that they, they're going to have that sort of support there. Yeah. It's, you know, it makes it far more accessible. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's also, and I don't know, maybe not everyone, maybe not all of them are aware of it, but if we are now going to go, you know, into a recession as well, mm-hmm. actually one of the industries that, that kind of recover quicker Oh, recession totally. is recruitment. So, yeah. I think there there's a lot of a lot of stuff sort of within that as well. That there is, and I, I mean, um, colleague Sophie's actually just launching out an ebook, and we've just done a monitor on the last four months in terms of over like ninety thousand adverts across the area of, of when they've come back. And I think there's about six. She's just uh, just read it there actually. There's about sixteen percent hike in last month in the last. So we're starting to come back, which is amazing. And you know, the deal that we're offering, it's, it's £135 for a complete recruitment website, complete CRM, applicant tracking system, multi-posting certain. You can get and you can even put your te- texting and your phone through that. You can go in your bedroom and start running a business and make money. So, you know, there's there's nothing to stop people. And this is going to be such an exciting industry when it starts to turn. I think we're already feeling it already. Do you you feel that? I can see the recruiters are coming back and I can see the vacancies are going up through the platform and the placements are starting to come through. So yeah, people are still having to work really hard, but then, hey, we're all recruiters. We're used to that. Um, But they're getting the results. And as long as they can make sure that the only thing that I would be worried right now about our marketplace is that they work in, we have this, you know, tendency to work any business. It's about working on good business. Don't go and pick up those bad clients again. You don't need them. Be strong with that. Yeah. Do you know, it's the, I'm having a lot of conversations again at the minute about what an ideal client is Mm -hmm. and reminding people that, you know, an ideal client isn't necessarily the person that's going to throw the most money at you as well. And really kind of getting in and, and defining that. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the recruiters at the minute, and actually supp- recruitment suppliers as well, because you know, as you know, we work with suppliers too. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems far more open to doing the stuff that we've been doing for the last eight, ten years. You know, all these strategies that they kind of didn't have time for before. Listen, I think you, you know, Green Umbrella are in a perfect position right now. The difference between this recession and the previous recessions I've been through is the first thing that got cut was marketing. Whereas actually everybody has seen and the furlough um, and job retention scheme has really allowed people to take a break, but be okay (laughs) in terms of the costs are covered. So that does give people time. You know, we've had loads of people doing migrations to us as well because they've got the time to swap. Everybody wants to actually. and, And the main question is, you know, this external force that has been put upon us will automatically change the way we have to do business. That needs a marketing strategy. That needs a repositioning strategy. That needs new messaging. So, I mean, out there, I mean, I personally feel that, you know, I've been definitely working in overdrive the last few months. And the only other times that I can compare to what I've been doing the last few months is, you know, the first year of 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 launching out a new business. I feel like I'm relaunching the business. And everybody else will be feeling that too. And that's great because it's time for getting the strategy right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, or trying new things, which is the exciting part. I know. The thing is, it's like I was talking to someone about shiny balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've got way too many shiny balls at the minute. So um, I don't know. We can, we can tie it into the whole fish theme, but <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, I need to swim in my lane. Yes, you definitely, you you definitely do. Yes. And I think it's, um, yeah, it's any, any business owner or, you know, and, and recruitment's a fantastic example. You, you have a, a recruiter that is um, 
very, you know, they've got this niche and that you know, they're only doing accountancy and finance recruitment. And all of a sudden they're doing like HR roles or, you know, they've got a sales manager here or, you know, they're doing these who are they? Who are they again? Are they just the same as everyone? Oh yeah, yeah. they're just the same as everyone. Yeah. So, okay. Here's, here's a, uh, here's something I've always found so funny about the recruitment world. Now be careful. You've got recruiters probably in this audience. I know. <laughs> but so much like, yeah, I do need to be careful what I say. <laughs> do you know USPs? Uh-huh. Okay. It's like so many people kind of think they're the only one that does what they do. Yeah. And they're so blinkered mm-hmm. and they don't actually kind of look up above the parapet and look at their competitors and not even their competitors, like direct competitors, but just other recruiters in the marketplace. And maybe I'm a bit sort of guilty of this as well when I look in the marketing space. Um, and especially like, you know, people offering the services we do within the recruitment sector, essentially we all do the same thing. Essentially the strategies are all the same. It's just the, I think it's sometimes it's just the approach to the honesty that's different. Listen, at the end of the day, from a recruitment point of view, I think the difference is there's so many recruiters. So it's very hard to be unique with so many different audience, whereas you can be a marketeer, but specialising in the industry sector that you are. I'm a CRM system now specialising in the recruitment sector. There is loads of CRM systems, and then it's how we package that up and what we offer that's different. And, you know, getting to the nuts and bolts of recruitment, you know, you find candidates, you find clients, and you match them, right? That, that, that is the same throughout. But how you package that, how you deliver that, how you cost it, it... it all of these things can make you different, but it's just making sure that you think the main part of advice that we try to say is pick one and then go with it. You know, if it's like Greg's, go for the sausage roll, mark it around the sausage roll. It, the, everybody will come to a baker's, but they've come for the sausage roll or they've come from a donut because of the sausage roll. You know, so I think if, you know, when I was running my recruitment industry or sorry, my agency, you know, it was an assured delivery. I packaged up an assured delivery. But what was different, I still placed a person. I got it on a retainer, but it was my payment package that I billed for it. I billed in six months. So I did every, I basically did every role on a service basis. Now, that was so hard for any of my competitors to copy because it was an absolute freaking nightmare from an accountancy point of view to try and make sure that I had six invoices for three grad, you know, over the course of like three grads split into the six invoices for that person that was to start and all the complexities that went around that. But if you can systemize that and become the best at that, nobody, you're building a boundary for somebody to copy you. And yes, they could say that they could do it, but in practice, they couldn't actually deliver it because it was too complicated. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's about understanding that what we do is absolutely um you know we find we deliver great jobs for great people and we match them with the best customers um or companies that we know culturally skill wise and location maybe not location now it might be working anywhere for the majority of them in as well but how you do that or who you know who you do that how you deliver it how you invoice how you brand what makes that customer fall in love with you that's 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 the bit that everybody needs your help with. Absolutely. I, I talk, I end up, however I wrap it up, I end up talking a lot about trust, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not about how do we build trust. It's about actually how do we earn trust. Mm-hmm. That's um, very good. It's a, if, so earlier today I had an appointment with one of our recruitment clients and we were, we've got this battle, we've just started working with them um, and it's a battle we have with every recruiter to start off with. They're like, you're not doing enough posts selling what we do. Okay. You know, why have you shared this article from a third party source? Why haven't you talked about us? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, imagine you're walking into a room. There's two people in this room. One person is talking about all this stuff they've seen out there in the world and the other person's just talking about themselves. Who do you want to go and stand with? And they're That's like, a great way of doing it. Yeah, they were like, okay, yeah, I get it now. I think the, the biggest thing that I hope that the industry evolves around is that, um, you know, inbound marketing and marketing is not a sprint. It's, it's a long-term game. You don't get or don't expect to get an instant result back. You, you might, and, and don't get me wrong, we turned it on in the early days. And because there were only very few people really doing that, we did get an instant result. But nowadays, a minimum is six months in order to see any form of traction. Um, you know, and then it's about the long-term game. We know that 
every time on a Friday, I go in there and I spend just clicking on either Bullhorn or somebody else that's trying to kidnap my paper clicks because they're optimizing my name, right? Because they cannot come near my organic search because I have 10 years of fantastic blogs about great recruitment topic and our organic search is amazing. They've got to pay. I mean, it does make me, it does make me chuckle. I have a gin and I just go and spend their money by clicking through <laughs> until they go. I spend it every Friday. I don't know why they want to do it. They think they're setting it up for the weekend. Somebody in there has been lazy with their marketing and thought, I'm going to put X amount of thousands onto this, start it on Friday. Well, I'm not sure if they're learning, but within half an hour, it's gone. <laughs> you <But> know. <laughs> that's, that's the lazy marketing. Okay, so I'll be completely honest. That's how I do my competitor research as well, <laughs> which I know is really lazy myself. But it is kind of, you know, I'll, that's why like this week, I'm going to, like, in, at the end of every appointment, I'm just going to Google Green Umbrella Marketing, uh-huh. see what the ad is, and then they're, they're going on the competitor list. And yeah. It is so... It's it's annoying and flattering all at the same time. Absolutely. And we have each of them have a bash because I know how much they're spending to try and just like spend against my name. I mean, that's brilliant. Have you <laughs> I done can waste, I've done absolutely no pay-per-click whatsoever. And to give you an indication, so demo requests right now, um, you know, we're getting we're getting around 150 demo requests right now per month. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is, that's crazy. On our average weekly views, you know, we're getting, um, we're getting around 7,000 views in terms of engaged visits every week. And, um, you know, we're converting about um, one in four of them into our, into our content channels, whether that's into our Crowdcast or, or our blog or something that will help us then engage with them. And nobody calls them. You know, because that's just hey, they want to they want to start to get to know us. Do you know? It's I think this is the thing where um, marketing and sales meet. There's there's this crossover, isn't there? And actually, if you put that call in too soon, oh, totally. You're it. you're you talked about trust. Well, you've just you've just stamped on it because mm-hmm. then they'll never come back. They're too scared. You know, we'll have people on our database for an average of, so we've got a, you know, we've got a good conversion. We know all our stats and we go through it every week, but we've got a great conversion in terms of somebody finding us and going straight through to demo, right? Um, And then what will happen is like, say the other four visits out of that five that don't go straight to demo, those four will sit in our database getting to know us probably for around eight months and then they'll start to engage with more stuff. And after that time, they're then getting up on scoring in terms of the they're demonstrating they're ready for a soft call or if they go into certain pages and download certain product pages in terms of like maybe your pricing your features they're ready for a sales call in terms of somebody that can be more direct saying hey are you looking for the software if it's up in the marketing it's more hey saw you looked at this I thought you might be really interested in this piece of content that we've just got um, or we've got a few have you actually gone in and we'll try and then cross them over to other channels have you started to have a look at our YouTube channel or if you come you're not we see that you love the blog but you you're not onto our crowdcast let me send you an invite for that and then you started that communication and that chat and then they'll start to work up and by around the 12 months they're ready for a demo yeah completely I, I, I love it when um, it doesn't happen very often in fairness but I love when you get that inquiry in your inbox mm-hmm. and you think where the hell's this come from and you dig into it and you realize they've been on your email list for the last three years and mm-hmm. you know, it's like every email you've ever sent them they've opened and- exactly it's touch point touch point touch point yeah. they've been a stranger you know you've they've trusted you to allow you to get to know one another and now you know they're ready for a wee snog yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely but so what's the what's the future with firefish what's the what's what i'm sure you're not going to divulge any secrets but no no i mean we've been yeah i mean like most businesses i think um although i will be shattered by the end of this year with everything that's happened um but i think i will probably see by the end of the year hand on heart uh, covid was probably the best thing that ever happened to this business um we have completely transformed everything from you know where we work how we work to um the the offerings that we work and it's really nailed down on our roadmap what we need to give our users as well um so you know whereas we would say yes we'll do that yes we'll do that we've just been like nope 
we're going to do this because that is going to make sure that uh, all the users, 85% of the users are going to need this function. So it's really nailed down that focus on it. So so just now we are really busy. Well, this oh, you've got, got, you've got some exclusive here. Um, so we're really busy on uh, everybody sitting at home right now. Um, everyone's going to want to know about outcomes. So, you know, if, if you have that trust for your employees, and you're not actually seeing them in the office, knowing whether or not they've gone on to any work. It's all about the outcome that they produce and what return and investment is their job providing the business. So we're very much focusing on um, a new way of being able to um, give that intelligence to um, our recruitment owners um, graphically and, um, and also to help because it can also be quite a, a, you know, a nervous place for a recruiter to suddenly sit at home and thinking, gosh, do they, do they know what I'm doing? Do, do, do they understand the value? I mean, I've, I've just interviewed five candidates, but I don't know if they know that that was, none of them are right for the job. If I don't get a CV out, how do they know I've done that? So it's also going to be very easy for then the recruiter to be able to demonstrate the value that they are actually offering as well and to guide them to um, you know, provide that, that value. Do not become a charity and just call everyone. Here's the ones you should be calling. So that's the stuff that we've been very much um, working on and that will be coming out um, in the, just uh, at the end of this quarter. So it'll be sort of October time that that will be hitting. We've also done an awful lot of work on, and that's out right now, on making sure that recruiters will do uh, good business rather than bad business. You know, if, if a company has not been credit checked, you can actually put the stop on it from any CVs going out. And so that's already set. That that's already saved um, a lot of companies a lot of money because generally what happens is the recruiter does the work, the placement's in, and then eight months, eight weeks down the line, you're chasing up, chasing up, and the company's in administration. You know, so um, it's to make sure that the recruiter is able to do good business and, um, and and not bad. So that's now out in terms of more compliance and focusing around that. Um, and you know, we've got to look at also how the communication is doing. It's moving to video. It's moving to um, you know different areas or different ways that you're going to be wanting to communicate. If you think about selling now, sales has completely changed. You're your, your clients are not going to be sitting in the office. So dialing the switchboard to try and get somebody that's sitting in the office or not, they're going to be even better at blocking your calls. So we've got to give recruiters different ways of being able to reach that audience wherever they are. So that's that's also where we're focusing our, our time on too. So lots of exciting stuff. Um, I think, you know, everybody's very passionate still about what we're doing. Um, few people need a holiday. <laughs> And I was going to say, so let's, let's, let's pretend we've got a vaccine and all this mm-hmm. stuff is done and your team are taking care of it. What's your reward? Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I just saw you just deflate and go, oh. oh. <laughs> I, um, I think my reward will be to see I have gone, I've put, I've driven, okay, I'm going to talk, I normally don't do this, but I have put so much change in this business. I, I feel that I have stepped up as a leader in the last, um, last four weeks, uh, sorry, four weeks, four months. I feel that I have achieved a huge amount of business transformation that no other company would have done. We've done it at pace. And my reward is I can see, you know, I, I don't know if these things are going to work. I don't know if these initiatives are going to work. They followed me blindly, trusting me that it will happen. God help them. But my reward is seeing it work. And my reward is that my guys are getting bonuses or, you know, my guys, I can promote them. We can grow again and we can we can have the culture that develop, although it will be different again going forward because, you know, it's, it's very unlikely that we're going to all be back in the aquarium, um, you know, and uh, it will be a different culture, but we need to reinvent that with purpose. So for the ones that fit to go forward in this business, um, and still want to be part of that because it's their decision. You know, I've got to be very clear with where we're going and then it's their decision that they want to keep going with me. Um, my reward will be seeing them flourish again. Fantastic. I know that sounds sick but and really cheesy, but actually that's why I get my kicks from it. Do you know, I, I, I get it. I was, um, you mentioned a coach earlier. I, I've engaged with a, um, like a mentor, a coach, and the very first call that we had is, okay, so why do you do what you do? to success mm-hmm. you know and it's not about I want a better life for my family and all that mm-hmm. kind of you know the stuff but no I would be there. I'd still be recruiting if I wanted that um, and yeah. <laughs> this life I had was at 20 25 still recruiting 
<laughs> but you know, it is a um, it's success for me. It's success for the people around me. The, su- mm-hmm. the success for the people I'm working with. Um, there's a there's two clients um, during lockdown that were really anti-video, and it's such a small win, but a massive win at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they've both really fought me on the video front and they both produced. So one of them's produced a couple of videos now, but the, with both of them, the first time they posted, they tagged me in, they thanked me for giving them the courage to do it. Yeah. And, um, and one of them in particular has a stutter. Mm-hmm. So we spent about six months talking about video and how they come across on screen and just, just chipping, chipping away at the barriers basically. Yeah. And um, I will never forget that evening because that's amazing. It, it mm-hmm. was something like ten past nine at night on a Friday night as well, and I got this text <laughs> message, and um, this person they posted the video, and they were like, they were just shocked and panicked and feeling a bit sick, and oh my god, I've done it, and yeah, yeah, that there were, you know, obviously because I always give everyone like, you know. When it comes to shit sandwiches, I do it the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I had some, you know, improvements and that kind of thing. But actually, that client is now doing, they've, ever since they've done one video every single week, I think they're, That's they're, amazing. they must be on, like, video nine or ten now. Yeah. So to go and, you know, I don't get a mention now. It's just <laughs> back, you know, they've got their yeah. subtitles going on. It's all nicely framed and all that kind of stuff. That is mass for me and the, the world that I live in. And maybe I need to make my world a bit bigger, <laughs> but that's massive success. No, um, I don't think so. I think, you know, ultimately you're driven by changing people's habits. You know, that's what we're wanting to do as well. So anything that if you can see their success, then, you know, pat on the back. That's awesome. Well done. Mm but it's funny that um like I said you know there are there are people that I've met that I sort of you know aspire to I'm in awe of I you know have massive respect for and you know and I won't tell you which category you're in because I'm not that nice (laughs) no don't tell me I don't deal with flattery (laughs) (laughs) but it's quite interesting I said okay you know what's your reward and it wasn't Mm. sleep it wasn't time off with the family. It wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it's, you know, straight away you're talking about your team again. Mm-hmm. And I think that is exactly the leader that you're seen to be mm-hmm. within the recruitment world as well. So um, well, that's yeah. good. I think if you look after your staff then and your employees, um, then, you know, they're going to look after your customers. So mm-hmm. I think that's the way I look at it as well. So. Okie dokie, Wendy, let's finish it there. Um, that was well, thank you for having me. You're very <laughs> welcome. I'm so excited to get this out. I can't <laughs> tell you. Um, we talked about so much as well. I kind of, you know, I'd kind of like got three talking points and we've covered loads of stuff. So that's been absolutely fantastic. Well, I hope I hope all your, your listeners can get some value from it. And if they want to check in with me, you can always reach me on LinkedIn or anything else as well. You'll, you'll, you'll probably hear from this. I'm fairly open with most things. So, um, yeah, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Cool.